This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USTR, Mexico labor reform passage good for USMCA. Tariffs seen as a dire threat to USMCA. Northy, prevented planning claims likely. And sulfur okayed for organic livestock. USTR, Mexico labor reform passage good for USMCA. Mexico's legislature has approved the new labor reform legislation called for under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. That clears a major hurdle for the three-country trade pact. The reform is mandated in USMCA and paves the way for workers to form their own unions and contracts over the next four years. A major criticism of the current North American Free Trade Agreement is that it permits a low-wage environment in Mexico that encourages U.S. companies to move factories south of the border. Mexico's lower house of Congress has already approved the reform bill. These reforms will greatly improve Mexico's system of labor justice and are exactly what labor leaders in the United States and Mexico have sought for decades. That USTR Robert Lighthizer last night. As we move forward with the ratification of USMCA, the Trump administration will work closely with members of the United States Congress and the Mexican government to ensure these reforms are implemented and enforced. Many House Democrats have said passage of the labor reforms won't be enough and are also seeking some new form of measure to make sure Mexico enforces the reforms. Meanwhile, tariffs seen as a dire threat to USMCA. Alarms are being raised within the administration and on Capitol Hill about the fate of the USMCA if President Donald Trump refuses to end his steel and aluminum tariffs on those countries. Canada and Mexican trade officials may be more delicate in their language, but they're diplomats. I'm not. If these tariffs aren't lifted, USMCA is dead. That Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley in an op-ed published by the Wall Street Journal. There is no appetite in Congress to debate USMCA with these tariffs in place. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said yesterday in Iowa he agrees with Grassley, who can say things sometimes more forcefully than I can say things. Purdue stressed that he has lobbied the White House to change course and stressed that he hopes Trump can persuade that the tariffs have had their effect and we can move to a quota system. Ag took forefront in the latest U.S.-Japan talks. Much of the time spent between U.S. and Japanese negotiators last week was dedicated to agricultural trade, including U.S. proposals for a quick ag-only pact, according to government sources. Both Purdue and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer have spoken publicly about such a deal out of concern for U.S. farmers who are losing sales to Japan because the country has already closed trade pacts with competing nations. Lighthizer met separately with Japanese Economy Minister Tashimitsu Motigi during Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's visit to Washington on Friday and Saturday. Northy, prevented planning claims likely. Bill Northy, USDA's Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Programs, says there are likely to be a significant number of insurance claims for prevented planting in the soggy Midwest, even though farmers still have weeks yet to plant corn and soybeans. 
it feels like one of those years when it's going to be quite a battle for some of our producers to get crops on the ground, he told AgriPulse. Northey also said the USDA still doesn't have hard numbers on how much stored corn and soybeans was destroyed by the flooding along the Missouri River in March. The overall amount is likely to be very small in the context of all the disasters Congress is being asked to address. But to some producers, it's going to be a very significant part of their operations, according to Northey. Top Democrat pitches electric co-ops on climate action. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer is trying to enlist rural electric cooperatives into the Democratic effort to address climate change. We will need to change our energy system substantially, Hoyer said yesterday to members of the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association. Electric co-ops will need to be won over for a climate deal to win rural support, and many co-ops rely heavily on coal for power generation and raise concerns about the Democratic cap-and-trade bill that foundered in Congress a decade ago. We are committed to working with you to make sure every part of our energy sector has a seat at the table, Hoyer told the co-op leaders in D.C. for their annual legislative conference. Hoyer hinted that electric co-ops could be left behind if they don't get involved in discussions about infrastructure as well as climate. Policies are made by those who show up, he said. Keep in mind, NRECA is in the process of figuring out what its policy should be. The association is talking to distribution co-ops as well as generation and transmission cooperatives about the best way to reduce carbon emissions while ensuring that power remains affordable and reliable, according to NRECA CEO Jim Matheson. Even though the Green New Deal has been largely rejected in Congress, there is an increasing willingness among lawmakers to find some market-based approach to address the issue Matheson told NRECA members. And just for fun, here's a fact. Hoyer is a member of the Southern Maryland Electric Co-op. Rest in peace, Charles J. Amara, trade negotiator. In addition to former Senator Dick Luger and futures regulator Bart Chilton, the ag community also lost veteran agriculture trade negotiator Charles J. Amara, who died yesterday of complications from a stroke. Omara operated a consulting firm for 23 years following a long government career that included serving as special trade negotiator for agriculture in the Uruguay round of global trade negotiations and the North American Free Trade Agreement. His expertise, quote, almost single-handedly resulted in a successful conclusion to the Uruguay round and creation of the WTO. That says Joe Glauber, a subsequent agriculture negotiator. Bundy out as speaker at Missouri Seed Firm's Spring Festival. Clive and Bundy won't speak at a Missouri Seed Company Spring Planting Festival after all. Baker Creek Heirloom Seed Company said it and Bundy had decided to cancel the appearance next month for safety reasons after customers and others protested giving a forum to Bundy, who was going to discuss his heirloom melons and dry farming. The company said it was naively unaware of the controversy surrounding Bundy, a Nevada rancher who was involved in an armed standoff with federal agents in 2014 over his failure to pay grazing fees. His son, Ammon, was involved in the 2016 takeover of a national wildlife refuge that resulted in the death of one occupier 
and the shooting of Amanin's brother. Here's today's They Said It, a sampling of praise for the late Senator Dick Luger. Writing on her Twitter feed, Senator Debbie Stabenow, the top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, said the late Senator Dick Luger championed modern farm policy, renewable energy, and feeding the hungry at home and abroad. He was a principled and honest statesman, the kind envisioned by our founders. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas said Luger, quote, was always a friend you wanted in your corner. Most important, he was my friend. And finally, House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson praised Luger's work on conservation programs and the renewable fuel standard and noted his strong legacy of former staffers who continue in that leadership role in all aspects of the ag sector. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.